When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Mim. Hi. Hello. Oh, hey, guys, listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's so awkward. Um, <laughs> One day in a faraway One land, day I won't sound like, I don't know, a sheep introducing a podcast. Yeah, we will um, establish a proper intro to this thing. Yeah. Welcome back to Style Over Substance. Apologies, there was no episode last week. As you can probably still hear, I lost my voice last week, guys, mm. and it's coming back. Um, but for now I have this sort of, um, raspy undertone, mm-hmm. um, which probably sounds no different, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are you, Mim? I'm all right. You know what, this weekend I'm, I've been pretty knackered. I feel mm. like I've just been here, there and everywhere for like the end of I feel you. the second half of this week. Um, oh yeah, but other than that, I'm I'm okay. I'm surviving. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm t- I'm definitely tired. I've had a had a busy busy weekend. I like left my house yesterday at eight in the morning. Oh yeah, I get back to like one. Yeah, um, or like a bit before, but yeah. So I felt like I had a a long day, but hey, mm. can't complain. At one point, we couldn't leave our house, so uh... oh, that is true. <laughs> We have to we have to ride this wave of life. <laughs> um, are we going to do fashion stories before yeah. we introduce our guests? Okay, yeah, cool. that's well. Fashion. I'm going to go first because mm-hmm. I've already told you my fashion story when I saw you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was following someone on Instagram and looking through their stories, and they like basically brought to her followers and my attention that. Pretty Little Thing have just released um, like a ski kind of resorty collection mm. um, ready for the slopes. And in the fine print on the website, it says it's not suitable for performance. And so literally like the pictures are, I think they're of Molly May. It's not one of her collections, but because she basically owns Pretty Little Thing. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like she's like... I guess trying to like sell it and like I think it's a new thing for pretty little thing um but yeah it's not suitable for the slopes so if someone was buying that to wear to ski or snowboard like the way they describe it is like it's an at prey ski sort of garment or whatever yeah. and so then this in the comments section as well I think on the website there's people commenting saying like this is not suitable for skiing la 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 um, and that they're really disappointed that they learned this fact. After they bought it? Yeah. Oh. Or that they've been notified by like the customer team if they've asked a question 
because pretty oh. little thing have now actually removed from their website that it's not performance suitable after this girl posted about it you mean um, they added that little tidbit no they took that- it away so hold on they they've made a so, collection which they made a collection can't wear in the actual snow and they had like a little cool. thing it's often like how they have with swimwear where like it can't hmm. get wet mm-hmm. but it was like at pre ski wear like not not performance suitable yeah um and so then i think because it's been brought to their attention this girl's got quite a few followers i'm sure other people will talk about it they've actually removed that line off of their website which they're is almost worse yeah they're trying to detect from the drama detract from the drama of but like a, now you but now it's misleading. allowing people to buy something it's thinking actually misleading. they can wear it yeah, yeah. disgraceful Wow. The thing is, um, I don't know who in their right mind is going to put a little thing for ski clothes. Please, like, I know <laughs> skiing is an expensive activity, but don't go unless you can afford it. Yeah. Get yourself some proper performance clothing. Yeah. You don't. Also, you do not need more than one ski outfit. You know, like. No, you we don't. Are not, we are not billionaires on this planet. You can get yourself one, like, jacket and trousers or, like, yeah whatever like a little all-in-one and that's it you wear it for the whole week. and that's it you've got some underlayers change your thermals every day like mm-hmm. you do not need a catwalk have your at pre ski moment whatever but like yeah you don't need various outfits to ski in yeah exactly and it makes me think of chanel because they do their mm. little uh ski collections don't they and that's kind of a thing that is like that is when you are rich rich yeah. I don't know if you can actually wear the Chanel pieces out and ski in them. I would like to hope so, but that's who knows the thing. in this day and age. I would expect that you can wear them on the slopes because those people who are buying, oh, I don't even know. Are the people buying Chanel um ski clothing real actually skiing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or just flexing? I don't know. Yeah, like are they just wearing that around like the streets? And it's really it it really is disheartening because obviously pretty little thing, we shit them all the time, really egregious fast fashion. But even for a very expensive activity such as skiing and you're on holiday and it's really you're just buying stuff to protect yourself whilst yeah. doing this activity there it's seen as an opportunity for you to buy more clothes than you can actually wear on the actual slopes it's a waste it's it's a waste because you can't use it for what it's intended to and also like like you said like it's meant to protect you right it's considered an extreme sport Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like that's that's no joke like that would I don't know I don't even know what the equivalent is of like that be like pretty little thing trying to like make brake pads for a car or like you try like you can't (laughs) skimp like on the things that's like you know save you or protect you from the elements yeah um yeah um yeah I'm looking at this um honest I'm looking at some of the pieces okay the jumpers they're cute I'm not you know I'm not mad about those the full body suits though Mm. or the highway I think no the trousers themselves are about 120 pound um and you still can't wear them skiing i don't get it i someone please help me understand this because (laughs) 
Because really and truly, most of Pretty Little Thing, I would dare to say, don't ski. No. It's really, if you go on ski holidays, you, you've got a bit of money, really and yeah. truly. It, we're not talking about flying to Dubai. No. <laughs> So this week we have some really exciting guests. Um, mm. There's been a labour of love to get them on. Um, me losing my voice did not help. Sorry about that, Mum. But yeah, we have Hood London. So we have Gabby and Adele from Hood London joining us today. And they have an incredible millinery brand that has such an amazing array of hats mm-hmm. um, and headpieces, whether it's a bonnet, a headscarf, like a sort of, I'm reluctant to call it a fascinator, but sort of a mesh sort of headpiece. Mm-hmm. I think you called like it a veil. A veil, that, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, and then you've got your classic wool hats, straw hats, and just everything in between. Um, and they've recently done a collaboration with Dita Fontes and kind of channeled her quintessential vintage fashion, which has some really exciting pieces. And they just, yeah, they were really exciting to talk to. Um, and I'm for sure going to be researching millinery in my spare time these days. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Adele and Gabby such funny entertaining insightful curious women um so yeah big thank you for them for really joining us and just chatting so we talk about hats of course accessories running a business managing one and just uh reigniting through their brand reigniting their passion for millinery you know um so we hope that you like this episode um let us know your thoughts and enjoy. Bye. Okay, great. Um, yeah, like Mim said, um, we're really excited to have you guys on the podcast. And I think, um, yeah, um, it'd be great to start with sort of how you guys met and um how you kind of created this amazing, amazing business. Um, <laughs> we met working, I can't remember how many years ago it was now. 13. 13 years ago wow. at Stephen Jones in the basement, sewing and making. And uh, it was it was a little while before we became friends. And it was a little while after that that we decided we wanted to do something different. Adele by that point had left and I was still there, I think, two days a week. And we set up, actually, when we first set up Hood, it was set up as a collective because we did want to change something bigger than just what we were doing. We wanted to change how we saw hat making and millinery. Mm -hmm. And we set up as a collective. And after a couple of years running that and making nothing and working and kind of trying to manage something that we couldn't manage, we we closed it and we refigured as, um, as a label in 2019 Mm -hmm. and it made life a lot easier because when you're working with just 
us you we kind of knew what we were doing we knew how each other worked we knew what we wanted to do and it we could just follow that path Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so essentially were you like colleagues before or were you working for another company and just like you would do two days a week and and they were like Um, different we were yeah so we were both working for Stephen Jones oh okay yeah Um, we were in different departments but we were both in his his uh, basement atelier and um, she was in Miss Jones and I was in Couture and I'd always try to steal her over, but you refused to come over. <laughs> I, Gabby says it took a while for us to be friends, but as soon as I met her, I was like, you are my friend. She was always making everyone laugh in the workroom. She's hilarious and just really delightful. And yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I spent, I spent a good part of two years, I think, chasing after you being, you know, saying, be my friend. <laughs> coming out with me. <laughs> Adele was really glamorous. Um, she was just always turned out beautifully. So it, instinctively, I couldn't immediately like her. So <laughs> I had to work through that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so did you notice quite quickly that you both shared like a, the same interest on what you guys wanted to set out and do with Hood? Mm-hmm. I think so. It started off, um, I left, so I left Stephen Jones in 2013 and I took a, about a two year hiatus because I needed a break from hats. He like broke me for a few years. <laughs> I couldn't. That's I couldn't fashion. Yeah. I was like, this is it. It's over. <laughs> I thought I loved hats. We'll see. Um, but I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And about two years later, I'd had my uh, one year old, my child had been one at the time. And um, Gabby was just working part-time and I know you weren't very happy there either but we both love hats and we're like well let's try to make hats something let's take what we love in hats and try to make it into something it's not occasion wear. we don't love wedding hats we don't love mm-hmm. we despise the races mm-hmm. um, but let's take the bits that we love like the evening the cocktail like and try to make something of it there must be other people out there that mm-hmm want to wear hats every day and mm-hmm. not be foolish because that's the thing like so. it has a really strong aesthetic I think as well and when um thinking of like questions we wanted to ask you my interest was definitely like in 2021 where we're not the most dressed up people you know everyone's kind of doing a casual look um do you like what's the like the clientele who are really interested in wearing like quite vintage inspired hats and like wanting to dress up what is it like making hats for people now you know yeah we have um we have different sections of clientele do we since we started doing our collaboration with Dita Von Teese mm-hmm. we've sort of garnered this the vintage clientele which want a different type of hat they want a hat to wear like burlesque or out in the evening. But our our clientele, Hood's personal, I think they're more just, we're, we are more casual hat wearing. Like you can mm-hmm. wear something to keep you warm on a cold day that mm-hmm. still looks really glamorous. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can pick something up to wear out in the evening, like one of our metal headbands that it's just a little touch, but will make everyone in the room talk to you. Mm-hmm. So we, there's a fine line between getting attention and feeling and looking glamorous and also keeping warm or you know keeping your hair dry or the sun out of your eyes and looking foolish and yeah yeah amazing it's, 
Um, we're we're very aware, like we wear all of our hats. If it's something that we would feel ridiculous going out in, we won't make the collection. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, all, all milliners cannot <laughs> claim that. <laughs> also, sure. the thing is, with, with, with um, I, I think there's a, you know, when you're younger and you're, you're not that confident, you dress up and you experiment, but you're not that confident. And then as time goes on, I feel like now I know what I want to wear. But I also kind of want to be able to be lazy about it. And like the, mm. there's a, uh, a headscarf in the collection, which has got kind of built in earrings. And honestly, you really don't have to do much to your face. You don't have to put earrings on. You can just put this on. And I feel like I'm I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. here. And it's a it's a nice feeling to wear a hat that you feel confident in. And you're not like, it does, is it going to fall off? Am I going to hurt someone's eye? Am I? <laughs> that isn't what hats should be about. It's minimal yeah, effort maximum maximum look really I like it and so when you did the collaboration with Dita was that quite a different sort of like design headspace for you guys to go in because Mm. they are like a bit more like you said on the glamorous sort of like burlesque side of things was that quite a different like approach for you guys absolutely it's it's fun we get to we get to play we get to play a bit more with the styles and um, Dita and I have a very similar, I got into hats because I love the 1940s and all the glamour, uh, the films and that, that time when everyone, you couldn't leave the house without a hat. It would have been mm-hmm. inappropriate. So it was fun to go back into that with her and go, you know, look at her collections and, you know, pick out pieces that we wouldn't necessarily choose for hood, but now we get to do them like mm-hmm. the powder puff or yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's that it's it's you know kind of not putting a stop button on glamour. It's just like going full for it, and it and that's really exciting. Um, especially when we probably like hold ourselves back at other times, going, "Well, hang on a minute, where, where would you?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's great too because you wouldn't think it, but she really she doesn't go too wild. You know, there's mm-hmm. always like she always sets a line and doesn't really cross it with her glamour like like she'll tell me to make the bows smaller on things and more you know elegant and delicate so you know it's not we're not going crazy but we do get to go you know Mm -hmm. more fun yeah Yeah, yeah. more more campy than we would normally yeah and as a as a label that's based in the UK and you touched on that you absolutely hate the races which is like a staple in UK culture (laughs) I think that's the only time when people not the only time but it's one of the few occasions that people in the UK are like looking for a hat what is it about like ascot and regattas and things like that that just I can see you shaking your head out of just like dismay I I just I mean there's so much about it I don't like it's it's the aristocracy it's the privilege Mm. it's the echelons it's the society uh, whole thing of it I think is kind of outdated and the problem Mm. is the hats that are there are outdated something's happened that like 1980s it's raining strong (laughs) and um, when we set up hood this was always my thing you would see young people with fab shoes they had red soles we know they have a great bag they have a great dress and they have got auntie sue's hat on their head and that's okay yeah and it doesn't true. make sense mm. and true. i think it's just something we've always wanted to distance ourselves from because it's out of date i mean for yeah. the horses for the humans it's out of date it's um I, I don't know i don't know why it's still such a strong thing but you know 
look at our government. We have some really weird, strong things going on. Um, <laughs> they just don't let go. That's why they don't let go. And we where we don't even really comment on Ascot. Um, we don't, you know, I think Channel 4 have contacted us about kind of lending hats for, you know, presenting them. We just know we it's not where we want to be seen. It's not how we see the future of, of hat making at all. Yeah, and you're saying that actually I wonder if like people just aren't maybe that well educated or informed on sort of like hats because mm-hmm. I think you know we know that Louboutins are nice shoes like all of that stuff and I think maybe people don't realize and because it might be like the one of the few occasions other than like maybe weddings and stuff that people would go for a hat they just kind of don't know where what to, to begin look for mm. or what to look for or like yeah that's quite interesting and you see that people aren't confident wearing these things on their heads quite often. Yeah. And they shouldn't be confident. <laughs> like, um, trust your gut. You don't, you know, you're not confident. For a good yeah. If you were to advise someone on like buying hats that suit mm. them, what's like the go-to things that you think about when you're designing a hat for people and what you consider to be a good looking hat, something that flatters someone? Wow, everyone's different. Every head is different. Mm. Uh, We'll have hats in the collection that look really good on me and just do not suit Gabby and vice versa. There's many more. (laughs) One of our really beautiful big felt hats, I can't wear it to save my life and I wouldn't, but it's gorgeous on Gabby. And, you know, it's, you have to. I was saying you'd have to try, you'd have to try on a lot of different hats, but unfortunately, we're a web shop. Which is a big, um, you know, struggle. We try to take as many photos as we can of people in the hats. And it's just to know what is going to suit you, really. And if you do have an opportunity to try on lots of different hats, Mm -hmm. to do that and see if a wide brim or a tall crown or, you know. I I don't like, you know, you can go back into a lot of kind of etiquette and and, and what to wear books and all. And people will give you lots of instructions, you know, because of your wide face or your big nose or your little lips, you should wear nonsense. You know, it's a bit like people tell you what colors you should wear. I I don't really go for it. You should feel happy in it. You should want to wear it. But you should also feel like as a hat, it's it's not going to damage anything around you. Ascot seems to be about much or up. You're not, it's not going to make you taller. It's not going to make you slimmer. There's like only so much it can do. Mm-hmm. But if you feel good in a hat, people just want to talk to you. You are, you can't, it's like wearing a little, little like post-it note saying, I'm confident. I'm fine mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice thing in, in that. And also, you know, I do think the other thing, and, and, and we, we really are constantly trying to bend towards making sure what we're making is sustainable and what we're making is we've, with fabrics and being careful at what things that will last things you will keep things that are not mm-hmm. you know that can be you know brought out and uh reworn and I, I i think if you're buying anything right now you we we just can't be in a position where you're buying something for a event and that's mm-hmm. okay it's mm-hmm. got to be it's got to be better than that now I, I would say that if you are if you're hat curious and you're not sure the best place to start i would suggest is with a veil mm. I, the veils on a headband, it's not going to change. And it's not, you know, it's nothing big. It just goes on a little headband. It goes, just lightly covers your face. And it's like having an Instagram filter on all day long. It kind of gives you that little bit when I don't have time (laughs) 
to do my makeup perfect or I'm rushing out and I'm just not feeling confident about or if I have a spot on my face, I throw a veil on and it's like this little guy. It's just it's amazing. So that's why I'd always recommend people to start if they're curious and they're not sure mm-hmm. where to go. And on on that, where do you see like millinery and hat wearing in general for like the next, um, let's say five years? Because Scarlett and I, we've discussed a lot about maybe about uh, more like handcrafted fashion or like couture and bespoke type of fashion and what's its relevance today and just kind of had that general discussion for you in in hat making which is for a lot of people don't particularly wear that many different types of hats it can be seen as quite a niche or bespoke kind of fashion item where do you see that going I th- well, the thing is, where do I, um, <laughs> it's kind of where, where there's, a, there's, there's lots of different factors in it because I, I think actually the, the, we've, we, you know, we, we had a very, we had a pretty good last couple of years. We've been growing, but we've kind of been growing within the realms where we want to grow and how far we push things. We are still making nearly everything by hand. We have someone who come, we have two people who sew for us and make for us, but they're in London. We, you know, properly we we're really trying to make sure that every time we grow something and move something on it's the the the, um the quality of the things we make stay in a certain Mm -hmm. place which isn't easy it is not easy and it's not cheap it's just not cheap yeah but I think people have I I have some kind of hope that as we understand more about the, the waste involved in mass production and as people the more and more people understand slow fashion the more that people will say, actually, you know what, I'll buy from a company that makes in the UK, that uses fabrics that are from the UK, that is really caring and not to use um, fake fur, which is just a disaster, or, you know, synthetic fabrics. And I hope that those things will make people think, because I think the word couture just scares people because they just see like massive pound signs or dollar signs or whatever. And, And bespoke the same way. I don't think people feel confident to think something's being made for them sometimes. But, you know, we everything there's a price for it sure but if you save up and you're going to keep something then maybe slow fashion is about taking away the stigma of couture of bespoke and making it part of you know considered purchases um more than mm-hmm. a kind of premium for a name but premium for quality and and care mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a great point and as well i think if people actually added up what they spend on fast fashion it's probably no different from then what they could spend on something that lasts them significantly longer um, and doesn't have such a harmful impact. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see that there are like um, sort of like-minded businesses are making that like initiative as well to kind of for like fast fashion is such a giant, but I know that we're, like most new businesses that start today, I think have to try and avoid that or have like a sustainable like aspect. Do you find that there are like-minded businesses in London who are like fighting for that same cause as you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. just we um I mean we just applied for new gen last year, which didn't get. But um, <laughs> in doing so, you know, we we were able to speak about how you know. 
our ethics, um, how sustainable we are trying to be. And one of the feedback we got is that we don't, we're not as vocal about it. And we, we started noticing other companies in sort of the same level that are really vocal about it mm. and realizing that maybe we should be a bit more, you know, speak about it more because it's important. It's really important to us. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also it's also that getting that uh, kind of it takes a little while to figure it out. I think even we've had to like do this in terms of like costings and how you how you want to grow because it's always that thing of you're kind oh. of fed to believe you want to grow and grow and grow and grow like wholesale little keep going keep going and then you have to kind of look at where you're pushing and what this means because if 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 growing means to do wholesale that you're having a factory in Bulgaria where no one's checking on how the people are being you know, made to work, you're, you're, you're suddenly unintentionally sometimes mm. put in a position where you're kind of chasing the wrong tail, mm. um, the wrong tail. Yeah, we get um, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been at my dog this morning. I've misunderstood something. <laughs> um, but that's quite, that's quite difficult. But you see on Instagram, plenty of people who are making three of something or 10 of something, or they're selling something and it'll be, you know, sent when it's made. And I think people are beginning to understand that that's how stuff gets made. And you know what? We, it's so weird how often you see things that are handmade. Well, I mean, of, of course, even if you're using a sewing machine, there's only humans. There's, only a, have there's to someone be. operating that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, everything is handmade. Like everything is handmade. Mm-hmm. I know. That's a big bugbear yeah. of mine. Especially yeah. like I, I even like I saw like a bakery said like everything is handmade. And I was like, well, okay. yeah, there is like... Who else is making the cupcakes? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's such a throw around word. Yeah. 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 I think what you have as an advantage is because um, I think like the style of hats that you make, at least from my like vantage point, it's like, it's for people who have like a particular look or are particularly confident in what they like to wear. They know that that's something that, that, that style interests them. I think in fast fashion, a lot of people buy a lot of fast fashion because they don't particularly know their own sense of style. They want to flip between styles by season, you know, going on a holiday and I want a completely different look. And I think probably your clientele, probably, you know, that's the aesthetic they like and that they know if they buy something, they're going to want to keep it and they're going to wear it in three years time. That's not an issue for Mm -hmm for for them so I think yeah probably you actually saying you know everything we make is handmade it is it is um carefully considered is something that just makes sense for I don't know people I'd expect to be buying your hats anyway we hope so we we yeah um, I mean we we started doing care cards because we want people to understand if you look after something and if you keep it well and it's kind of making trying to enforce that thing of keep this it'll look after itself if you give it a little helping hand and you know yeah definitely definitely and so how do you how do you find like the impact of owning sort of a company in the fashion industry I know you touched on like the responsibility of growing it and things like that but fashion could be quite like a ruthless ruthless industry mm-hmm. like how do you keep yourself like excited and <laughs> motivated <laughs> the millinery industry is its own little sub sub side and we um you can stay in it or you can stay out of it uh a lot of milliners stay very much out of it there's a very really? big divide between millinery and fashion 
It's oh. weird. It's weird. It's like an accessory, For, like in a, in a good in a good way. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they don't. A uh, lot, like, um, yeah, ignoring the trends, ignoring colors, mm-hmm. like what people want to wear. Certain seasons, milliners just don't even pay attention to it. Generally, mm-hmm. hood was created in that we're like, well, what's going on? Like, milliners over here, fashions over here. Occasionally, milliners will make hats for designers. But then their own collections will just be some crazy sort of fantasy, mm-hmm. not based on anything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so hope was to bring it together. We're like, we look at the trends. We look at what people are wearing, what wardrobes people are buying, because your hat should go with what, you know, mm-hmm. you want to wear that season as well as, you know, timeless. Um, so, yeah, it's a very much we we're still skirting the edges of the fashion industry, but we don't really, we don't really get to play with the big boys. So we, we would rather, nice we would rather be around in the middle of the millinery one, because the, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. There are gills, there are all kinds of things, you know, millinery companies are all kind of banding together, trying to make, you know, millinery relevant. And it, what they miss out on is make collections that are relevant. Mm. Like, it's really bizarre. There's all this thing about how can we support the millinery? You know, how can we, what can we do? What guild can we set up? What fundraiser can we set up? Just make relevant collections. Yeah. And it, it, it's fine. I mean, mm. we worked, when we do work with designers, it, it's hard because there is, we don't have a big team and it's hard to carry on making our orders, our next collection while working with a designer. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, we, I think we quite often distance ourselves from the millinery industry, but to be fair, they, um, they quite often distance themselves from us. Love it. <laughs> mm. um, one little like bugbear also that I have with, and I've spoken with Scarlett about this a lot. <laughs> and I like hats. I love hats. Um, but hats <laughs> never come in multiple sizes and big headed lady you have a big head I have a big <laughs> head you need it and like if you just go out on like the high street or whatever you want to get like a a beret or you want to get um I don't know any kind of more structured sort of hat they never fit <laughs> and that's a, that's like another thing like I think that I would have bought a lot more hats if what was available to me came in a bit like I know that I'd buy it and it would fit my head and suit my face shape. And it just wasn't like this generic extra small size because everyone has, you know, straight hair and a small head. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I have an enormous head. It's 60 centimeters. And it's why like some of the block taps that we do come in sizes. So we do, you can mm. kind of choose between 55 and 60 centimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this actually with berries and stuff about if they're pure felts, if they're wool felts, you can stretch them quite easily. You just, mm-hmm. um, but you're, you're right. I mean, in, in there's a, there's a very small kind of narrow window in which a lot of hats are made. And, and uh, I don't think it's, it is, it's a, um, it's not changed. It's not grown with, it doesn't reflect the world mm-hmm. at all. It's yeah. stuck mm-hmm. somewhere and it's stuck mm-hmm. somewhere really weird. But in terms of sizing, I think, with the block tax, we always offer sizes, but I think maybe with other hats, we will offer different sizes in future. I think we do small, medium, medium, large with some of the ones which aren't specific head fittings, yeah. but mm-hmm. it probably, um, it's been useful that I have a 60 centimeter head. 
because it's a standard man size and it means that um oh well part of this crew probably <laughs> my neck can just about hold it up <laughs> amazing um, love that and have, did you see with um so like headbands and everything like that became like a really big accessory mm-hmm. for people to start like actually decorating their heads and considering about um like the neck up um did you find that that generated more interest with you guys as well where people started thinking more about accessorizing accessorizing what they put on their head and mm. things like that I didn't notice any uptake on that I noticed other milliners taking on that style really quite quickly and making padded headbands mm. again like they're always following like just behind yeah. the trends, just oh, yeah. I've seen the magazine. Now I will make this style and make it available. <laughs> Celine does it, then it's like a follow-on. It's always a follow-on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we we I mean we didn't do any of that. We tried it. We stay away from those because once it's out, there's always you know what, every five years there's a new head yeah. decoration trend, and that was this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember 10, 15 years ago, it was the Prada turban. Like there's just always something that cycles around that's really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. had those like barrettes I mean it's not a hat but barrettes were big when we had the padded headbands as well yeah yeah when I in the 90s when I was a teen they were <laughs> it always like yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's you know we try it we won't we, if there, we see something that trending we won't do it and I feel yeah. like we just keep our we keep our our the classic sort of customer is the the person that wants to stand out not the person that wants to follow the trend you know Mm-hmm. They want to be. They want to be different. They want to stand out and look. Like- also, to be fair, I mean, if I see Kate Middleton wear something, I'm kind of yeah, no, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go there. <laughs> Love that. Now, yeah, especially with the padded headbands, there was this weird type that was wearing it that was not our customer base. Yeah, there's very much not those girls. Mm-hmm. Who would yeah. you describe as your customer base then? <laughs> I, well, I, I think I, I, I completely screwed up our new gen, uh, interview by calling them grown-up goths, but I still kind of think there's a truth to it. They mm-hmm. are yep. grown-ups. They are mm-hmm. grown-ups. Yep. And I think that's why they make – I mean, this isn't – I mean, we do have some young clients, but they're not cheap hats, so you need yep. a job. Um, <laughs> and I think they're people who do want to stand out and the people who enjoyed dressing up through their 20s and now kind of want stylish things they can wear. Yeah. So I think I know, but you know, like the weirdos, the the grown up, the, the straight. You know, we have some of the vintage community as well, and I I, I think it's very much um, uh, boys and girls, or men and women, um, that want to be different, that want to stand out, that don't want to blend in and mm-hmm. fit in, but still, but stand out. You know. Did that I'm just repeating the same words. Yeah, well, I think the thing is they want to stand out, but they don't want to in the right way. In the right yeah. way. And I, I I think there's that um uh they want to be talked to confident and stand out. They don't want people to avoid them confident, stand out, you know, it's that weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't want to be like the odd person in the corner, but you kind of want to be like that's, a really, that's an interesting <laughs> how. That's a nice like that's yeah. And yeah. honestly, if you if you want people to speak to you, wear a hat. 
Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm a single and this is, I'm going to try it. I don't enjoy speaking to people. I get really nervous in social situations. I'm not very outgoing, but if you put on an interesting hat, if you have to go to a party and just stand there with a drink in your hand, people will come up to you and, and talk to you. So you don't have to do any of the work. You've done the work by putting something on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Revolutionized the way I... That's the only <laughs> advice I'd give to someone who's single because the rest of it's terrible. <laughs> I know the worst dating advice ever. <laughs> Call them, ring them till it's dead. That's amazing. <laughs> so um as like your with your label and you said that you went for funding with New Gen, do you quite often approach kind of funding or competitions or things like that? And um, we, what made you want to go for new gen? I think on um, no, on the back never, of, we've never asked for funding before. Mm. No, and we've never had any. We've had no private money. We set this up with uh, I think nine hundred pounds initially is how we set up hood. It's all we put in. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had we've had no money <laughs> coming to <laughs> us that no, <laughs> we haven't earned, and we applied for new gen because I think. During COVID, although we'd grown, we realized that we had we could grow more, but we needed help. We needed help to be it was um, more than anything. It's not the money. We're fine with that. It's it's the PR, the PR machine, which the elusive PR machine. Yeah. And we can't we just can't afford like the hood, you know, can pay us, but it can't, it doesn't have the money to pay a PR company to go and deal with stuff. A new gen comes Mm. with that. The problem is with a lot of funding for millinery, there are particular people who are who are part of who gets the funding, who are there at New Gen, who are there at other um, British Fashion Council yeah. um, decision-making groups. And I don't think it helps us. <laughs> and I think actually we didn't get New Gen for the right reasons. When I look at what they have done with some of their funding, I understand the decisions they made. And I think it's a really, it's the first time that you can actually say they've they've gone for a diverse kind of uh, range of people, designers, products. And I I get it. So Mm -hmm. in that way, it didn't hurt so much. But it's very, I find it very difficult to think of going for funding because there are decision-making people who are at the top and they're at the top all the time. Yeah, we're going to be uh, offering sunglasses starting this spring. Amazing. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how yep. have you, <coughs> sorry, um, have you um, kind of brought somebody on to help you with the design of that? Or is that something you guys already knew about? Because that's obviously like a very different set of skills and manufacturing. And, exactly. Mm-hmm. I've been doing sunglasses for the last five years there we go there you go I've been designing independently um independently just very small business running it through myself and it's done really well and I wanted I want to start wholesaling so we're going to start you know I'm going to push it through hood and that's going to be our first foray out of hats Mm -hmm. and we we kind of want to push a bit further though because I think we're slowly discovering and especially looking at all other, you know, historically other millinery businesses, there's no money in millinery. They're really <laughs> and we, you know, 
<laughs> we would like to retire one day. Uh-huh. Um, so, the thing so, is, one of the things is, I think though we 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 want to kind of carry on doing it, but you know, Adele has been doing sunglasses for five years. I don't know how many designs you've got now. Twelve, ten, about ten, probably. Um, and I think one of the things we're really excited about having the sunglasses come through hood these have been a very much they've done great for Adele so they're going to help hood but we want to make sure that anything that we take on and anything we push ourselves to do next we know exactly what we're doing because the great thing about having hood is like we know hats you can ask Mm. me a question about when you turn from your wearing your summer hat to your winter hat and I can tell you we know about the names of hats um Mm. and it's this we want it to be that you know by having Adele doing the sunglasses that we know stuff you know she is uh, it's taken a, a while with all the kind of there's so much to learn whenever you take on something that when mm. we go with something we want to know that we know it and we really know it mm. um, and like picking the kind of lenses that go with the frames and things like that all the decisions that Adele makes are she's a she's a fine tuner so it's really <laughs> nice to be handing over some she's you know she's kind of bringing something that is fine tuned yeah. um, but I think Hood can can grow like that quite safely and um Mm-hmm. I mean, without any compromises I think we could push into access like more accessories quite easily in the next few years we'll be looking at Scarlett you design I heard you design handbags yeah yeah <laughs> we've been talking bags. about bags so we have her yeah we still can't we we we, we 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 have talked about this quite a bit because there's still not the perfect one no, I mean, no, they're probably definitely my isn't. Snoopy backpack and my Liberty bag. Like, you know, <laughs> there's something. <laughs> yeah, but I also I think that level of um, of um, care that you said there of that you want to make sure that what you know it because that also then means that you're giving your customers the best possible experience when they shop with you. I think there aren't often enough people who take the time to get themselves there. Um, I think that's an amazingly considered thing to do mm-hmm. and also ensures that, like you said, your customers sort of, they're people who are spending good money on a hat or on sunglasses. And it just means that they'll also come back. And I don't know, I think this is often the problem in the cycle of of the fashion industry as like a umbrella thing, um, is that there isn't that like level of respect also from the people who are making mm-hmm or providing the goods so I think that's amazing mm. yeah and I, I think I, with I um, can't wait to see the sunglasses <laughs> yeah, no I am excited um Miranda is an eyewear lady so. I am I, yeah I was telling Adele like I love sunglasses to be honest and it's kind of for me something that I like a bold shape like it's mm-hmm. got the sunglasses have got to like add to your face isn't it in the same yeah. way that you treat hats um and there's a lot of sunglasses out there but there's a lot of people who also are looking for unusual combinations like when you talk about the lenses and the shape and the colors and things like you know you can go into Zara and there's loads of sunglasses but it's not necessarily different or interesting or yeah so everyone else has them yeah yeah exactly every design I do sunglasses is definitely an impactful in some way you wouldn't you wouldn't just like walk past it without you know going whoa what's what's this what's happening here they're all pretty um 
They're for special, the special folk. Yeah. <laughs> special. Okay, me. No. There is this whole like cult of sunglasses. There are people that are obsessed with them, mm. like collectors. And, mm. and it's the same with hats. It's a very niche you know, a niche world that once you get into, you find out all these like, you know, amazing, mm. amazing people are just like obsessed. And I love mm. obsession. I just love when people like pick one thing and just know everything about it and all mm. the designers. And I love it. Yeah. What other categories would you like? So is handbags something that you would also move into? Potentially it's, we have talked about it. Um, it's a bit scary because it is oversaturated. And that's where everyone starts. And it's kind of like, I'm not sure. I really want to do belts. Ooh. That's my my next going is trying to find um, a manufacturer to help us make some belts. Because mm-hmm. who makes belts? Who does belts? Mm. It's always yeah. an afterthought. It's always an afterthought. It should be like, for me, I could put on a plain black dress, an amazing belt, an amazing hat, an amazing pair of sunglasses. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you wear the same dress every day and just change like those three items <laughs> yeah that's so true belts is always like the thing of like we do well we do bags so I guess we should do belts yeah we have some leather like or whatever <laughs> it is yeah, always such an afterthought and yeah. I think it could be so much more because there's I've been you know for the last five years too just like getting obsessed with buying vintage belts and they're so incredible like throughout the mm. 50s the 60s and the 70s there were some amazing designs out there and then all of a sudden like in the 90s it just stopped but the skinny belt got popular and no one's cared ever since <laughs> I think I we, think we wore like five is- of them instead <laughs> That's right. Oh, the hip belts from the 90s, too. That's horrible. Like Christina Aguilera hip belts now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the um, other thing is working with um, Kate, who does uh, the metal pieces. She does, like, the, the Hecate and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's knowing that you have we've, – we've kind of getting together people who work with different materials really well, so you can kind of go back and ask, can you cast this? Can you make this? Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's – that, that thing of doing things slowly and figuring out means that if we do something, we'll, we'll, we'll know what we want. And it'll be, uh, I have a thing about collecting things like this wow. and this will be on a bell one yeah. day, I'm sure. <laughs> and I can't figure out like, I'm like my mom. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. There's stuff like this where I feel like there's, um, there's lots of stuff that we could, we could grow into and I just think we're mm. going to take our time growing and like you yeah. say show the respect to people who are buying that they're mm. investing in stuff that they can and, and making sure that we use materials and stuff that feel mm. right for it mm-hmm. mm. what um, I really want is is like is 60 years from now some girl is going to be researching designs and like find discover our brand and become obsessed with it and try to collect every piece that is like that's my goal like as I find brands from the from the sixties and just get a completely just mm-hmm. like Google search. Like I need to have everything that they've ever made. Like, you know, just to yeah. say 60 years from now, I'll be sitting here with my letter from Kate Middleton <laughs> telling <Yeah>. them, <laughs> telling them about us. So don't worry. Uh, uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I could see her doing, and it's something that I've always wanted to collect and I haven't, actually delved into it properly yet and it's brooches and I love uh 
an old vintage brooch I remember one I think it was like one mother's day or something and I bought my mom this like spider and it had like this turquoise stone in it it was like a beetle or a spider and from then I was just like there is so many if you go to like older like older pawn shops and things like that and you find all these amazing brooches which add like interest to blazers and outfits and yeah if you make them I'll buy them (laughs) I have a very very big collection the thing with brooches is that there's you can find such beautiful vintage ones Mm -hmm. this is the little devil that sits on your shoulder yeah that's amazing (laughs) there's so many beautiful vintage pieces out there I don't know that there's Mm. a gap in the market for it Mm. yeah yeah I did did a lucite brooch um a few years ago that it did pretty well but I guess, yeah, people do buy them, don't they? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> it's, it's, you have, still have so much excitement for what you guys do. Do you mm. think that's because it's your own brand? And so, like, do you think you'd still be this excited if you were working for someone else? Oh. No. It's why it's the reason I left the last designer I was working for. Because I, yeah. When it's you're easy. making someone else's designs and you're not passionate about it, yeah, it, it's a real... It's a real killer. It's too much hard work to do for someone else. Yeah. Like, that's the only, yeah. the only it's thing. Yeah, so, it's do. so true. Yeah, you, um, you don't get much out of it. Come later, like <laughs> someone can't, you know, hasn't received something, and you need to look into it. It's the uh, can you do this with this? It's kind of the co- being on and being responsive, and you know, when you get an email about a collaboration, or when you know you've got to make ten hats in five days, and uh, all of those things would just seem awful <laughs> if you didn't mm-hmm. know that you were kind of growing your your kid up yeah or something. yeah yeah that's so true yeah that was a good question actually <laughs> um so yeah kind of my final question is um as you said you've wanted to introduce more categories into hood do you have any other things that are kind of coming up um or that you're you know, that we'll see from Hood in the near future? Well, we've just done a collaboration with Mm -hmm. our um, friend and studio mate, uh, Nisia Hairstyling. And we've just decided to sort of take a break from collaborations for a while because Mm -hmm. they really take a lot of energy and it's kind of taken away from our own collection, but I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already, I'm, we're working on spring, summer mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. We have a, a super secret like collaboration coming up next fall that we're next not allowed to talk summer. about summer. next summer that we're not allowed to talk about. So I will not mention it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be good. Watch <laughs> the space. Yeah. <laughs> other than that I mean I think just getting you know moving forward we're moving studios so we're concentrating on trying to get a space together that's a bit more friendly that we can have people come and try on hats or we can you know be more visible and work on how to show show our hats uh by maybe making videos of how to put them on how to Mm -hmm. try them on how to you know make them fit better how to little tricks that we know because especially like like you were saying you had a bigger head we you can buy any hat and you can stretch it mm. you need the right tools but you know sometimes know there's a scheme and hands and and just yeah. uh, knowing stuff mm. and 
you know, we, we, I think a kettle and like a bowl, a kitchen bowl, you know, that's the right size. Whack it on there. Steam it up and whack it on there. This is useful information for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Find a, find a salad bowl or a cereal bowl. That's the same, you know. Okay. uh, Diameter is your circumference circumference of your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, fill the hat full of steam. Like get it really nice and steamy. Okay. So turn your kettle on and keep it on. Break, you might break your kettle, but it'll be worth it. I've broken a few kettles. <laughs> um, just don't do it all the time. Get it really nice and steamy on there. And sh- shut, like just force it down on that bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it dry. Mm-hmm. And then once you take it off, it's the size of your head. Hmm. Does it have yeah. to be completely wool hat for this to work? Not necessarily, but you'd have to be careful if there's stitching around that you may pop the stitching if you're going a bit further out. But you know, you maybe you should come and bring your hat to the studio. Yeah, or <laughs> I, I feel like this is a point where we could say, let us help you. <laughs> As opposed uh, to you wrap around in your kitchen this afternoon with some gold. Yeah, there are special hat stretcher tools, which we have very much. Like if you have a pair of shoes that are too tight, you can take them to a cobbler's mm-hmm. and have them bring it up half a size. We have those tools to do that. There are little tricks. I wouldn't go up more than a centimeter at home. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Gabby? Like you can do a little bit. You can't go crazy because you will change the shape of the brim if it's too big. Yeah. Also, yeah. Just come. I see love us. learning this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm thanks. saying this is you. People listening to this podcast, don't come see us. I'm not going to make you uh, <laughs> I would do that. Like, don't try this at home, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the advice. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and do you guys have a favorite style that you have done recently? I mean, there's okay. so many different styles on your website. I'm a big like fascinator or like the mm-hmm. mesh. Like in another life, that would be me. Just like sat there. Make like, it some, this life. Make I was going to say this life. I just. Well, I feel like people just don't dress up, you know. I always feel like I'm often like the most dressed up person if I go out with my friends. So I think I need new friends. Um. <laughs> make, make an evening with your friends where you get just dressed up more, them. Miranda. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a couple girlfriends together and I'm like, we're going to put on gowns and go crazy tonight. And yes. if we're the only people in the pub dressed like that, at least, you know. Yeah, I ha- yeah, I have no care of best dressed people there. Other people, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah, funny. British people, you all love a fancy dress party. You like dressing like it's true. Like a fancy dress. Oh, that loves a fancy it's dress. Not- I know. <laughs> it's a weird thing though. Everyone feels comfortable dressing as like SpongeBob. Yeah. But if yeah, you ask yeah. them fancy, they're like, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> we, that's that's kind of. Uh, uh, but to answer your question, I think Gabby and I would both agree that this winter is all about the bonnet. Oh. Mm-hmm. I will be. We have a few different styles of bonnets. Yeah. Thomason, which I'm making a ton of this weekend to fulfill some orders. Yeah, um, we have a new quilted bonnet that's really sweet. We have a knit Dagmar is sort of a knit bonnet. Mm-hmm. It's, really it's more like a balaclava. Yeah. No, Dagmar is. Oh no, Dagmar. Sorry. Um, I was going to say I feel like balaclavas are in. You know, mask. Yeah, Greta. Yeah. We have Greta, which is a balaclava. Mm-hmm. With really soft hand knit merino wool with like little horn buttons at the neck it's so beautiful i need that with a mask and adele sunglasses and you are yeah you are not only confident no one knows who you are yeah (laughs) commit crimes yes (laughs) i love that Uh, yeah fantastic amazing are we gonna do um a quick fire 
when we have guests, we like to do a quick fire round of questions. No one ever answers these quickly, in honesty. Um, but yeah, I think we haven't done this in a while, I don't think. Okay, um, let me start. Um, what, like for both of you, what's your most, the piece that you wear most from your collection? Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, uh, Nini, the one with the, um, Wow. Hecate. Yeah, I wear my Hecate a lot. But uh, I've, I've lately, uh, Nini, there's a headscarf with, oh, the, with the earrings. Um, the, uh, yeah. earrings. Right. Okay. Are you more a spring, summer, or an autumn, winter kind of gal? Autumn, winter. Autumn, winter. Mm-hmm. If you could only wear one hat or head accessory for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, you're just a goddess all of a sudden. People worry. Yeah, it's true, actually. All year round, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about my temperature. I'm very worried about my temperature. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it might be headache because then I'd have to worry about being hot. Yeah, I'm worried about being hot in the summer, cold, you know, wearing a straw hat and it's snowing. It's too risky. A headache. Yeah, she it wins. It wins. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm always out in a veil, though. I would say a veil for you. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe like a starry veil. Because yeah. then when you've mm-hmm. like, got a sty and you're hungover, you look like... <laughs> a chic pirate. A chic pirate. <laughs> West Country too. Uh, okay, if taking hats out of the equation, if you could only spend like a lot of money on a particular accessory in your outfit, which accessory would it be? Like, is it shoes? Is it gloves? Is it scarves? Is it um, jewellery? But you can't say hats. Uh, rings and, and, and Snoopy it's not really an accessory but things I like spending money on rings and Snoopy okay yeah uh, lately for me it's been um, mid-century necklaces oh, like big wow. statement big statement Maltese crosses a lot of those yeah wearing belts <laughs> and if if you had to I'm give not- someone a point <laughs> of reference mm-hmm. for where to maybe start like their hat journey I know you've mentioned the 1940s. Is that where you would recommend people to start their their hat journey? It was the 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 peak, the peak. I mean, the highest. I think everyone can agree on that, right? It, it was. Yeah. Just... Look at the Ingrid Bergman. Look at the 1940s. Look at how confident. And in in, in just any movie, 1940s, any movie, probably mm-hmm. going through to the 50s still. But you, you those Full women acting, were awesome, um, and they. Hat hair to everything was perfect. I mean, it was just and it wasn't about being feminine. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I think it's really important to not think about that it's like a feminine thing or a woman. It was about it was just care. It was yeah. caring the things they made. It was caring how they wore them. And that's why yeah. it's awesome. And I think yeah. with even the men, it's like the groom, the the level of grooming, and yeah. everyone had everything pressed with a crease, and it was like everything matched, and yeah. There was and the decorum of like using every it. Priest fall out during the day. Just <laughs> how I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and if um, who at the moment is a brand or a label or a designer that you are loving right now? Oh, oh. Um. <laughs> oh. I shouldn't know the answer to this, but um, 
I'm just, I'm really, there's a lot of like really little London brands that I'm enjoying watching grow. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily wear their stuff or, you know, promote it, but like, I'm really enjoying watching Ashley Williams grow and seeing her stuff around. I think it's quite cute and cool and um, interesting. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Gabby is like... (laughs) Um, don't worry it's a hard question yeah <laughs> I like I really enjoy I really like seeing these little brands more than the big ones and the ones that are getting yeah. funny and pushed and you're like oh well they're like primed on the road like I can see what's going on with them I like watching these little ones that are doing it small and I can see them doing it small and maybe they're working with a little factory but they're doing all their PR themselves mm-hmm. you know they're reposting client pictures and I really enjoy that because that's how we've done it we're mm-hmm. you know with Instagram, we are allowed to do this now. I had my own clothing line in the 90s and it went nowhere because I wasn't throwing money at PR. Yeah. I'm now discovering if Instagram had, you know, been around then, maybe it'd have had a different story. Um, but it's, it's fun to watch this growth because you can see it. Like you're watching them like through a little glass peephole now, which was mm-hmm. never available before. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm I'm really still thinking like what I'm yeah, loving. I'm trying to I'm, I'm, give you time to. <laughs> I, I know you gave me time. I'm I'm. <laughs> don't have to. No worries. Don't it's have fine. To. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. One little question yeah. I will say um, or will ask is how has Instagram been for you and your label because very often it's like yeah we have social media it's so easy but it's so saturated at the same time um and there is an expectation or extent you have to throw money at it okay it's not like a PR team but you have to in the form of ads throw money at Instagram and Facebook and all of that and Google ads and whatnot how has it been for you? Because I think for a lot of other brands, it's a bit of a minefield. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. We mm-hmm. keep talking about it. <laughs> I think we've done about two adverts in, in, in we ad- We've never even done one on Instagram. I don't think we've done Oh, no, that. we've done a sponsored post. That's as far as we've gone, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we just, uh, it's, we're just doing it organically. You know, I do the social media, most of it. Gabby will edit me and hem me in. Um. And I'm all, I'm all right at it. I'm okay at social media. So it's just been fine. We're deciding in the next year if we need to bring someone else in to help be more attentive. But oh, it's just such an amazing tool. And I, I lived in a time before it. And this is just, it's magical. And we haven't really had many issues. I mean, we, we struggle to keep the up with only- it as is. So it's not like we need more, right? <laughs> fine. The only thing I would say is... Um- I don't think Adele realizes how much time she actually gives to it because the reason I am probably not on involved really on Instagram is as well as the the whole kind of time you have to give to the look of it, just the time you have to pay attention to other yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, the, that, that whole kind of thing. It's, it's just, I'm not very good at being on my phone for a long time yeah, in the same, same way I get bored yeah. where I say rude things. Um, and I was very good at responding to people kind of and oh yeah because I'm things and it's watching on checking in with other people <laughs> well no I think I think it actually takes a, a fair amount of time to be aware of 
you know, it's how we've made connections with um, Nisia. It's how we've made connections yeah. with Beauty Spock. That was very good at connecting with people, looking out for what's coming up. And I'm. It's like playing any game. I don't it's think a game. And the more you play at it, the more you're on it playing this game, the better you're going to get at it. And I see people that are on it more than I am that are better at it because they're just, you know, I don't know anyone that does good at Instagram that isn't on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're either on it or you're not. And now they've built the algorithm to 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 promote that usage. And apparently uh, like watching dog videos on it. <laughs> Isn't that helpful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, amazing. Have you got anything else to ask okay. me? Nothing else for me, to be honest. Thank you so much for giving us your time this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. And also, I'm definitely about to research millinery. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well no it's, it, uh, we really appreciate it and you know it'd be nice to meet you in 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 uh real human life yeah for sure for sure, for sure. well thanks for listening guys that was our interview with her london we hope that you liked it um what is our poll this week our poll. I reckon we could ask if people wear hats or yeah. like are interested in millinery, mm-hmm. and like, and if they don't, like, why that is, maybe. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think in our conversation, we discussed kind of like people often maybe are educated on hats or kind of like. For me, I guess I often don't know how to sort of maybe style it, or. Maybe it's a confidence thing because not many people wear hats. Like, mm. I don't know. And I think also just a lot of people wear, if they do wear hats, then it's uh, it's a winter hat. It's a bobble hat. I wear a woolly say, hat, a for, woolly like, hat. for purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. You know, it serves a purpose. I mean, you know, so it's good. Um, but for those who just wear them for decorative purposes, mm. that's where the... That's where the real style comes in. That's what we we want. We want to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, as always, guys, thank you for listening to Style Over Substance. I've been Mim. And I've been Scarlett. Ciao, guys. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 